Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the Letterman Lounge. This is Letterman Live. It is brought to you by Roosters. It's a fun, casual joint, and we are going to have a fun, casual conversation about the Ohio State Buckeyes who are heading to the Rose Bowl to play Utah, and it's probably the fourth or fifth or sixth most inter- interesting thing going on for the Buckeyes right now. That's Ooh. Justin Swick, yeah. Bobby Carpenter, Jeremy Birmingham, and I am Austin Ward. So uh, start there. Name, we start name, us, the name, us the, name us the five things that are more interesting. Yeah. Go. This uh, is we polled a hundred people. <laughs> well, to me, well, there's at least three. I mean, do you? Th- you guys can tell me. Are you super excited for this matchup, other than the fact that Roosters has a bowl to give away? Well, it's, you're going to California, so the you're Roosters going. Bowl giveaway. Yeah. There are 24 lucky people. And they get to go to the most expensive bowl game. The most yes. expensive bowl So, Nicole, bowl game. I'm sorry. Oh, that hurts. Well, that's why she couldn't come today. She, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's she didn't working. work. Feeling sick. Yeah. She was like, driving in. Getting scolded. You thought this was a good idea? We're going oh. to California. Nicole, I'm seeing these prices yeah. for flights. She's on the other side of the restaurant waiting tables. She's <laughs> on, no, she's driving to California, smoking the band style to go out in the bay to get the mac and cheese bites off of the container ship. <laughs> Jet skis riding them in to get them back here for Berm and Schlegs and the whole crew. <laughs> Maybe some potato wedges while we're at it. Stop that in would by, be nice. Stop Chip. by Idaho. That's, hey, I was actually Make at a quick Roosters on stop. Saturday. Potato wedges were back. Hey, wow. so, all right. Make a quick pick stop in Idaho. Pick up <laughs> some, some tubers. <laughs> tubers. That's, I mean, am I wrong? Aren't the other things about the offseason more interesting so I don't, than the I don't Bowl? know about these things. You'll okay. have to explain them to oh, me. Okay. Well, we'll get into it then. I guess you are just excited for the Rose Bowl. And the I'm excited Utah. to watch. It's not the matchup with Utah. It's what Utah represents. Is I've watched the Buckeyes three, to, well, against the two best teams. But you could even throw maybe uh, Penn State in that mix a little bit. Nah, nah, they can't really run the ball. Throw um, Minnesota. Nebraska. Maybe Minnesota, Minnesota in there. Minnesota, Oregon. Or, and Michigan. Like, those four teams, you're two and two. And the two best teams beat you both times and kind of controlled that thing. And so you're going to get an opportunity to play a team who smoked, smoked Oregon twice. twice. First time on the road. Okay, it's on the road. 76 to maybe, 17. Maybe Utah didn't respect the fact there's still, like, a group of five school. We don't fully acknowledge <laughs> them in here. And, like, whatever it is, you can make up any reasoning why. They weren't prepared. They didn't expect it. You went in there the second time. After just eyes open, eyes open, oh, yeah. buddy. You spent a month in the hospital after that game. It was twenty eight nothing halftime, and the same thing happened again. <laughs> I mean, outside of the punt return with no time left on the clock at the end of the yeah. first half, I'm watching the thing on Friday night. And I'm like, how could they have not been prepared? It's almost like their Put coach 13. was thinking about something else. <laughs> I don't care if he was awesome. thinking about anyone else. If I'm the free safety, I'm going to do what Virginia Tech did back in 2014. I'm going up seven yards <laughs> off the line of scrimmage, and I'm just extra run player. And by the way, Utah turned the ball over a couple times, too, so it's not like they played a clean game. Quarterback threw a couple picks. So that's what I'm excited about that, just simply to see. You weren't even Mm. excited for the opener at Minnesota because it wasn't here. Well, that's true. What a full 180. Yeah, but the Rose Bowl is the granddaddy of them all. I don't care if they were playing this thing in the Music City Bowl. It wouldn't have mattered. It's the fact that who they're playing and what they represent. I'd prefer to go to Nashville. Uh, I mean, that'd be nice. Well, you don't like to fly. 
Yeah, that's understandable. Maybe the Birmingham Bowl, your hometown. Oh yeah, they're fun. Berm and Berm. The Berm Bowl. The Berm Bowl. It's really a fact. There's like eight of them. Nobody would know who it was after. Very rarely, though, (laughs) do you ever get the chance to answer a question from the final game of your regular season that quickly? That quickly, like, and it's not going to be ah, we stopped the run against a team who's not really trying to run the ball. That's all Utah wants to do. Right. If you watch the game, that's all they want to do. So you're going to have an answer. Like, can you solve the problem? We thought they got better, and maybe Michigan was really hot, but you're going to have an opportunity to answer. So that is what has me excited. Mm, interesting. Real sports. Real sports. <laughs> Real. I'm, I'm more scared. I kind of watched that Utah game. They, I mean, be. they looked they looked legit. Um, you know, two games like you talked about. You know, 76 to 17, beating Oregon twice, which is hard to do. And uh, I mean, we better come to play because it feels. Ah, we're in the Rose Bowl. Yeah, it yeah. sucks. Oregon's like, you know, we're in the Rose well, Bowl. Well, yeah, well, you, hey. yeah, Utah's pumped. Utah's never you know? been in the Rose. Bowl. They've never been. Yeah. and you know, us and our fans are just like, ah, well, you know, because we wanted everything else. So I mean, it's it's a it's a scary one. We better be ready to play. I don't know. Has anybody? Nobody's not yet come out and said they're not going to play. So right now we have a full roster, which is great. But uh, except for the three guys that are already, well, in the <laughs> yeah, which I think that was probably in the list of the five things you were That's talking about. That's one of about. the five things. Yeah. Well, portal sliding, but. If I'm Utah, I'm looking at thing and like, hey. Oh, they're they're licking their well, chops right hey, now. Hey, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they have to be looking at it and seeing an Ohio State team that doesn't seem interested in the game. I mean, I wrote about it on Sunday. Like, Ohio State's playing in the Rose Bowl and no one seems to care. Like, yeah. remember what it was like when you were in, in college or when we were growing up. Like, going to the Rose Bowl was a big deal. Oh, yeah, and now biggest. it's not because college football's changed so much that if it's not a playoff game, it doesn't matter. But, like, it still does matter. It's still a pretty cool Are they keeping score? I, I, that's what score. I hear. Yeah, they will. That's yeah. what I hear. They will. If people can see the game and they're keeping score, it matters right. because that is your pride. I also think that there's a good chance to one of your points there, Bob, that that will be the most watched bowl game. Of course, because you have the the playoff games. We I think we know what's going to happen there most likely, but they're also on New Year's Eve, so it's already mm-hmm. been proven that even if you have the greatest matchups in the world, I don't know what's most people happen. don't want to watch. It. Tell me what's going to well, happen. Well, the largest spread of any bowl game is the one versus four matchup. So I'm not. I'd love to see there that. There was a spread that was similar to that for a one versus Ooh, four bowl game in twenty place in New Orleans. Was there was huh. one of the coaches on that team the same that's now against a team that was playing against was the same? It's actually team? a couple guys who I think huh. may have been rostered on Ohio State hmm. in different capacities that are down there. So yeah. And by the way, people ask like, Oh, it's thirteen and a half or whatever it is. You can see it different places. I'm like I just watched him beat Georgia by 17. So I'm not going to bet. I'm not going to bet against. I'm not going to bet against Luke Fickle's ability to get his team prepared to play. That's that's yeah. awesome. Well, and they're they're going to be the opposite, right? They're going in. Alabama's going to be going in that game saying, right. Four, 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 14. Nick Saban. Yeah, they're they're going to be getting all kinds of good rap saying, or bad rap poison, I guess. <laughs> a taste Nick, Saban, Nick Saban's teams when they are expected to win are different than when they are expected oh, yeah. to oh, yeah. struggle. That's. Because okay. he's only been the underdog like it's first yeah, like three or four times. Ninety-three <laughs> games. Yeah. I was. I'm sorry to hijack your point. You yeah. Said that no, the my Rose point is the Rose Bowl does matter uh, to a lot of people, mm-hmm. and it does matter to those to those coaches. It matters to fans around the country, and I, I think you're just absolutely right, Bob. Like this is about how willing are you to change things? How willing are you to get in there and get dirty and fix things and make sure that what happened against Michigan and Oregon and Wisconsin mm-hmm. doesn't happen again? And and. It's going to be interesting just because we don't know how many guys are going to not play, especially like defensive linemen. I mean, that could be an area where oh, – Oh, gosh. Think about that. <laughs> I mean, if, oh, you're, man. if you're looking at one spot on the roster outside a wide receiver where I think there's an expectation from a lot of people that Garrett Wilson may not play or that Chris Olave won't – I think, well, think with Chris. I think Chris will. I'm pretty sure Chris Olave will play. Um, but the defensive line now – 
It's a whole different Jeez. ball of wax. Well, Haskell the Rascal. I mean, scary. he's a Vegas kid. It's going back closer to home for him. I mean, but if Tyreek Smith and Zach Harrison have ideas of going off to the NFL <laughs> or something, and they I, don't play, and they don't play, who? what do those ideas look like? I'm not even sure that they're in position to. That's so leave. I, right. I'm just saying th- that's one position group where I think you could see some oddity uh, if there's if there's guys that decide to sit out. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. It could be a possibility. I think the last game though that they played. Has to have a bad. If it doesn't leave, piss leave you off, bad, then you're a wrong, yes. then you're wrong guy. Got to leave a bad taste in their mouth. They don't want to go out that last game being their game or their last one. So I, I think they. I, I hope, man, because if we lose a couple D linemen, it could be a long day hey, out there. I didn't give me about the six toughest dudes we have. I don't care about pass rush. I don't care anything. Else. They're not going to try to throw the ball that much, okay? So we don't need to worry about getting all. We can bring back stuff like, them in the bucket. Put Kate Stover and Mitch Rossi out there in the defensive line. Hundred percent in the mouth. <laughs> the, uh, you know what? Put Kate Stover defensive end line him straight up on the tight end and just say, "Knock this dude two yards in the backfield." That's all I need. That's all we need. He was ready to do it, and then he got held on the play where it, he was on the field. Oh, that always so happens. That here. happens a lot. And they don't call it ever. We'll see what I, I think. What else is happening around Ohio State football? Well, so that's one. Okay, so there was some some portal sliding, as Bob said. <laughs> I think that's pretty interesting because we're going to have to talk a lot about the five star uh, reclassification quarterback and the blonde mullet who's no longer around. Berm only got to wear it once on the show. Unfortunate. Um, Could have worn today in solidarity. Well, Ooh. it was like a nine dollar mullet that I bought on Amazon uh, for uh, for a bit, and uh, it's a great purchase. It, you know, I thought maybe I'd get a little bit more use out of it. Um, <laughs> Jay Z wanted to break some news last Monday. I he, did. He held off. I held it. Well, I didn't know. You know, when we when we shot the show, but uh, yeah, I, know, I had a little insider information and asked uh, Austin about it. He made me feel better about things, that it wasn't going to happen, and then boom. It wasn't that I told you it wasn't going to happen. We I just thought it was going to happen it after spring well, yes, ball. Which is what we all thought. Because I thought that he would be willing to compete. compete against Kyle McCord, but it turns out that when you sign multi-million dollar contracts, they kind of want you to play. So everyone got really mad and talked about what I said on Friday night when he left, but even if they removed the specific clauses from the contract, which... They didn't do all of them based mm-hmm. on the very angry representative of Quinn Ewers who called me and then accidentally started reading some of the things in there like, oh, I guess it says he has to play in a national championship game. So, <laughs> whoops. Like, all right, thanks for calling and proving my point, bud. But um, So let me ask you this, since you got into that. Because my dad brought that question. He said, what about these deals? I'm like, well, it depends on how they're written. Mm-hmm. Is there stuff in there about what school you're well, at? And it may depend on snaps, percentage of time they're written, yeah. what you try to get away with. Oh, yeah. Well, if they don't put things in there – to really tighten up the language on you're supposed you have to be starting, you have to be this, you have to be at mm-hmm. this school versus that school, all the playtime and all this stuff, then you're going to be able to get it regardless. And so I don't know. That's why he asked me. I'm like, oh, I'd have to look at these contracts and see exactly what the verbiage yeah, so, says. All so the guy said somewhat the, irrelevant, though, well, right? I mean, at this point, right? All that stuff is somewhat irrelevant. I think it's pretty relevant because it's the future of college football. I mean, it doesn't matter for Quinn Ewers specifically, but if these things are going to continue to come up when you're yeah. And I've said before, and I told you, I, I don't think that this is going to be that common. Quinn Ewers is a bit of a, a once-in-a-generation mm, situation. should be an anomaly. Where it's the first time that the name, image, and likeness stuff is out there. Spencer Rattler did it, though. Companies mm. may have gone a little bit crazy <clears throat> with it initially. They don't know yeah. how it's going to work. And then you're trying to say, well, like at its core, when you're signing these name, image, and likeness deals, the NCAA tried to say you can't guarantee performance, you can't offer it on this and that and the other. Like, Well, 
These companies want back. They want protection. If yeah. If you're not playing, you're not getting a name, mm-hmm. image, and likeness deal. Right. Well, period. This is what you brought up on our rapid reaction on Saturday, the Kansas third string walk on tight end, who catches a two point conversion to beat yes. whoever Texas or whatever Texas. Uh, isn't getting a phone call from Applebee's the next day if he doesn't make the play in the mm-hmm. game. So to to suggest that performance doesn't relate directly to your name, image, and likeness opportunities. It's the only thing. It's, really. the, it's literally the only thing. Yes. So And the other part of this, Bob, <clears throat> when you say you want to see the contracts, well, when I get this call and he's very upset and he starts reading it on the phone, he says, oh, I'm going to send these to you right now. I said, fine. Like, I, I'm not making a – case one way or the other if you want to set the record straight and mm-hmm. give the contract send them out my way i'm happy to pass that along to make your point and help you out but weirdly he didn't, didn't want to do that him. as he was scanning through that i i can't imagine why that would be let me ask you this and i know it takes forever to get this but since these are supposed to be reviewed by the ohio state department all you have to submit all of these 15 yeah. days right those then I would be assuming since they're reviewing them, they would have to they would have to actually look at it and make a copy. Those should be subjected public. to the to public. public record and the Freedom of Information Act. So let's get on that. This time next year, we'll be able to look through those contracts. I can't wait. For I'm one sure there's that. some sort of bizarre way that HIPAA. Is HIPAA. Endorsed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Unless you're endorsing Valtrex. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and by by doing that, I think Listen, that man. would be implied. They, they, uh. These schools and these. These uh, representatives don't want this stuff in public. I'm sure they have some HIPAA, FERPA, whatever. FERPA. HIPAA and FERPA. I'm sure, I'm sure there is some sort of <laughs> How way. How about FINRA? Why don't we get uh, yeah. any more? I'm sure there's some sort of way that they're like, oh, no, no, no. We're not. This can't be public. But I, either way, like, the point is we should have seen this coming, I guess. When Ryan Day's first stop last week, as soon as recruiting happened, he got on a plane and flew straight to Utah to meet Devin Brown, the 2022 quarterback that committed to Ohio State. I thought it was in response to Devin Brown. Uh, I don't. I mean, it's all probably you know, one hand or the other. I don't think it. I don't think Quinn Ewers' decision had anything to do with Devin Brown. I think. Oh, they said I thought it was the the, bat, the betraying of the contract of him coming in and having another quarterback in his class. I don't think that had any. I, I haven't heard that. Didn't. Well, but if that's, that's true, part, that's that part was, of the Ewers camp. That was uh, part of the messaging from the Ewers yes. camp. I'm like, but he's not in that class anymore. No, yeah, because yeah. he also broke his own plan to reclassify and join Kyle McCord's yes. class. It's almost like none it of it matters. Matter at all. Yeah. It's all pretty arbitrary. Like, I think you still have to go out on the field and earn it, and he didn't want to do that in the spring for whatever reason. I, I think clearly, and we, we, can, we can talk about this forever. Everything we changed. Everything, Let's just never stop. We should. Everything changed on July 1st. Shut the lights off in Period. here. When name, image, stop. and likeness legislation passed, everything changed. Now, in response to that, college football and, I hate to say it, Congress probably need to put together some sort of plan. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Don't bring them that. into Don't it. We're a big fan of big government. Yeah, I guess so. There, there has to be some <laughs> form. I'm from the government, and I'm here to help. There, <laughs> That's the worst thing you can hear from me. I, I, want, I want this marked <laughs> down. Burn oh. just asked for Congress. I'm oh, asking wait. for government intervention. I'm looking for a mandate here, okay? <laughs> looking for a mandate. There has to be some... Maybe on macaroni bites, but Kevin not on Warren, the NIL. Only you can save us, Kevin Warren. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> there has to be rules across the board that, that are consistent and clear. And right I'm now, crying, and I haven't mm. even had those wings. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> You're not going to have the wings. You're, All right, so what? that's the second thing. What, I mean, we, we're really plowing through the five things. <laughs> he won't eat the wings. Everyone knows he won't eat the wings. Give me the ginger. I thought we would have a lot of thoughts that's on it. It's not a joke about your hair colors. I want to be very clear. Hair colors? Colors. Well, I was talking about the eyes. Oh. Oh. That's very nice of you. Yeah, I, I didn't want to piss him off. I wasn't really concerned <laughs> you about you. You're not worried about me. Um, 
I mean, I think there's a lot of ongoing intrigue as well about the coaching staff, Bob. Oh. Mm. And that's pretty relevant for the future. There's of the a lot course. of coaching. There's one a lot thing of, we haven't heard much about, though. Yeah, there's a lot of things out there. I mean, looks like OU finally has their guy. Oregon, or, um, I thought actually, we were going to get him. Actually, Miami, I think, had two coaches for a while because they had already they, just a brief overlap. <laughs> it already offered Mario Cristobal oh, yeah. a job, and I'm like, and I asked as I'm doing radio, so I'm like, has Manny Diaz been fired yet? Oh, no. he's still recruiting. I mean, I, I'm like looking, I haven't seen anything. Maybe I just, I literally I'm like, maybe I just missed it. They're like, no, no. Mm-hmm. And then the reports out. Well, if he doesn't take it, Manny Diaz. Yeah, can you imagine that? Job. Golly. The fact that Manny Diaz didn't walk off the job last Friday is unbelievable to me. I mean, that's what he did to Temple three years ago, so I, it wouldn't have been the first time. But, you know, the fact that Miami is out He's there. He's like from Miami, right. too. I mean, this that's d- just treating him bad, Mr. 305. You're yeah. going to do that to him? And Mr. Worldwide. This is like you're out there in the He's middle. He's buddies of, with Pitbull. I mean, ah, unbelievable. I hope he's okay with his $8 million buyout. Well. Um, I know, but there's some things, man, like pride-wise. You're talking to a recruit, but I thought they offered Mario Cristobal a job. Well, if he says yeah, we're, no, we're not sure. He has till 12 o'clock tomorrow afternoon to decide. Put Here's your until then. I'm the coach. Put it in real-world terms. Like you're, you ask, you ask your girlfriend, "Hey, will you marry me?" And, you're, and she's like, "Yes, only if this guy won't." <laughs> yeah, and, and he's like, got and, until tomorrow and, yeah. at noon. And then you still go, "All right, cool." No big deal. Well, I mean, mean, what he says. If it's your dream job, it's your dream girl, I mean, you're willing to probably put up with a few things. Take your pride, (laughs) put it in your back pocket a little bit. Well, it's not like they were picking between Brad Pitt and Berm. uh, Do you think that that was still (laughs) Mario Crystal? He's like, what, 11 and 6? He got smoked by Utah. He beat Ohio State this year, though. That's the one thing that that got him up there. Yeah, we'll have to see. Do you think that that was still Manny's dream job after everything that's happened there in the last couple of years? I mean, it's your dream girl until you have to get that Valtrex spot. I mean, it's. I mean, maybe there's Hippa. some things you got to deal with. Today's show is brought to you by Valtrex. <laughs> B for Valtrex. Hippa. Uh, we well, lost the mark here. Yeah, the the, the coaching dominoes. The off season is going to could eventually get to Ohio State. Was my point not necessarily just the hilariousness yeah. of Brian Kelly getting a new accent or Lincoln Riley? <laughs> oh uh, yeah, we haven't le- talked fl- about fleeing this. the yeah. SEC. Um, but I mean, Ohio State is going to hire an outsider to come in and be the new defensive coordinator. That's just a fact. So who is the who is jettisoning the defense? Yeah, who's, under who's under the current college football legislation, mm-hmm. you're allowed to have a head coach and 10 assistant and somehow limitless um, <laughs> limitless Volunteers. volunteer quality. All, AYOs. I don't know what. All you, all you others. Those are all things. But you're allowed to have 10 people that actually yeah. are able to carry the title assistant coach. Mm-hmm. So – that means one of those gentlemen would have to be gone or maybe moved into some auxiliary role, which I don't see that happening. did happen here once. That's a good point. With Tim Tim Hinton. Hinton. That's and why I brought that up. That worked out pretty well. I don't mm-hmm. think that's what's going to happen here. I think the plan for Ohio State is to get through the last home stretch for the early signing period and then make some of these more difficult decisions. Now, if the timeline is accelerated because let's say you have a candidate who became available and is not coaching in the playoff after what happened on Saturday in a different league but you have to have competition against Clemson or Penn State to hire this person, maybe then you would change your thing. thinking. I believe that there are two people on the staff who are uh, on the brink of retirement or parting ways, however they want to phrase it. One would be the offensive line coach, Greg Sudrawa, and I believe, even though there is a possibility that Larry Johnson may have one more season left in him, I think that this will most likely be a retirement period for him as well. So... I think, Bob, that's how they're going to get to that point. There is, I mean, there's there's so many things that are up in the air. I mean, I, I 
I know that the conversation around those two guys has been brought up before. I I, I lean further away on, on the LJ rumors than I do on the Studraro rumors, but that's just my feedback from talking to people. Um, I do think that there's... Feedback is a word for it. You know, Kevin Wilson uh, is not a guy that probably deserves a chance to run his own program. There's, probably. There's a ton of places open. You don't... So maybe... It's really weird that he... Hasn't get in track. Indiana yeah. should rehire them. Absolutely yeah, right? should. They just lost their quarterback. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's what 18 different dudes from the transfer portal in the Big Ten it's, from quarterbacks around the league. So it's insane. Three from Ohio State. Anyway, Buckeyes repopulating the transfer portal with <laughs> their quarterbacks. Uh, three? I thought it was just two. Well, Jagger LaRoe. Jagger LaRoe. Jagger LaRoe. Put his name in. Okay. I just, Which walk-ons I, should always be in the portal. Can you just leave? Big yeah. Jagger LaRoe. If somebody offers you a scholarship, like. Is that a thing? Like, yeah, nobody's going to keep you down. Should, I think you should just keep your name in there like yeah, at all times. Ohio State doesn't have to withhold any aid to somebody who's yeah. a walk-on. Mm-hmm. All walk-ons should be in there at all times. Let's just times. make like, the portal like even, even harder for, yeah. they, for them to monitor. Just There's 10,000 walk-ons in there. Let's do that. <laughs> that's my idea. I apologize for more, derailing that, Bert. No, 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 no it's fine. I'm just, I, you know, I think at <laughs> this point the, the argument here or the conversation is Anything can happen in the in the next month. Like we've seen this in the last eight days. Ryan Day go to the Chicago Bears. Anything can happen in the next month. I don't think that will happen. I don't think that Ryan Day's desire is to have wholesale changes on his coaching staff. I don't. But a lot of people have to make personal decisions. Um, Ryan Day is certainly committed to Ohio State at the moment. But again, if you're Ryan Day, and I know people are gonna do this thing where oh they're shilling for their their coach like. Ryan Day is like the fourth highest paid coach in the Big Ten now. Yeah. And, and when you see Billy Napier, who's <laughs> coaching at Florida now. They the, said Mario <clears throat> Cristobal is going to get up to $8 million a year. All these guys are making more money than him. Something is going to have to change at Ohio State, and, and I'm sure that it's an ongoing conversation. I don't think there's any imminent threat of Ryan Day leaving or anything like that. But if you want to keep up and, and you want to compete against Georgia and Alabama and LSU and all these schools that are putting tons of resources into their football program, at some point, and this is, I guess, ultimately where it comes down to to me, when you guys picked Ohio State, you were picking Ohio State, right? Ohio State was – you were picking a school because it was Ohio State. It was the dream school. It's all that stuff. I know you had other things going on, but ultimately it's I'm picking this university. I just don't think that happens anymore. I think this is about kids around the country are following coaches, and now <clears throat> coaches can take players from one school yeah. to the next. It's like an AAU team. It's not, yeah. it's not the same. And so I think that you see this explosion of coaching salaries, and part of it I think maybe, and we t- Austin and I talked about this yesterday, I think that there's an opportunity for coaches to say, oh, don't, fine, don't pay me, and I'm going to take this quarterback and this running back and this receiver, and it's good luck. Great, oh, it's such great they, leverage. They wound up having way more leverage than I think anybody could have imagined mm-hmm. because it's now more about the fluidity of it. I mean, you can grab guys and pull them and go wherever. It's amazing because one of the questions my dad asked me, when he's trying to make the, you know make these decisions on schools, make it make sense. He goes, "Would you still want to go there if like one of the, maybe your linebacker coach or coordinator or head coach is no longer coaching?" And it's like he, he put that in. Now it's like, well, if they're not yeah. there, you want to yeah, leave? leave with you them, can yeah. just go, yeah. go with them. You, you can go wherever you want. Oh, where's he going? USC? Ah, oh, sweet. Yeah, cool. So I mean, I guess that is something that has changed because like you look at the Lincoln Riley effect of what happened there. Yeah. I think that probably terrifies a lot of schools. He's grabbing half of our recruiting class and anybody decent that we have in the mm-hmm. portal, and you're coming right with us. Well, and I think you brought this up the other day, Bob. It's like this is that reality. Gene Smith has always been 
ooh, I, I'm nervous about skyrocketing salaries and, and the investment, and it took forever <laughs> to kind of get to the million-dollar coordinator. Well, I mean, if you don't want to pay up even for the assistance, if you don't want to give Brian Hartline seven, uh, you know, seven figures and a million-dollar deal, well, Notre Dame will. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So – yeah, this that's is what I'm on, thinking this about. This is a little, a little bit on Gene Smith here now. The ship was passed on the loyalty, like especially for mm-hmm. you know, if you're going to try to prey on Brian's loyalty, and that's someone like, why would he leave? Like, and people, on, I don't know, one of you guys maybe even tagged like, he's got a great room and this and that. And he's from here. I'm like, he can have a great room anywhere, anywhere yeah, because he brought those guys in. Mm-hmm. And those guys and can follow him. If, Love yeah, yeah. If you're going to sit here and try to prey on his loyalty and the fact he's from Ohio, his wife's from Columbus, he went here, like all those things, like. If that's what you're relying, you deserve for him to walk right, out. Right, because mm-hmm. you should be rewarding loyalty, yes. not preying on it. Yep. The problem there is loyalty you're going to pay him, you're going to pay a defense coordinator, and you still got Ryan Day, who's the fourth highest paid coach in the Big Ten. Let's go to the money tree. Well, but I'm not saying they can't. That's what the $55 million will dollars a year from the Big Ten Network is supposed to be for. Mm-hmm. It's not to supplement the fencing team. Plus, all those NFL alums who live in Columbus and have money to give back to yeah. the program. I donate money every year. I'd donate a little bit more if it was used wisely and prudently. Yeah, you, you knew how it was. If I, if you I knew where it was going. If I looked at our athletic department and realized there wasn't a building full of people over there, then I'm not really sure what they do and could probably be <laughs> done with half the half the staff. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you heard him. They, Bob, they, Bob's willing to do they it They keep the machine waste, going. Waste, fraud, and abuse. That's what I'm here to tackle. <laughs> <laughs> He's here to regulate, folks. Vote Bob 2024. He's also Big government. going to attack some of these Big government, Bob. cheesy bacon mm. fries for Appetizer Tuesday. $2. He's Is actually that what it's not going to be? Him, but well, I might have some. It's a $2 appetizer. It's a $2 appetizer on Tuesday. You want to check that out. Oh, there he goes. Oh, he's he going in ready. for it. Oh, oh. so the potatoes good. are back in here. Make sure you get that on Tuesday. How much was it, Jay-Z? $2. $2. $2. That's $2. All right, we're going to attack some of that, and we're going to be right back for more on Letterman Live. It is brought to you by Roosters. It's a fun, casual joint. Roosters is one of the unique companies that we deal with. They're involved in everything we do, from our personal foundation to also the Cancer Research Fund. And that's from the Buckeye Cruise from Cancer to all the events leading up to the Buckeye Cruise. They donate back to different organizations that are near and dear to their heart. And we're so fortunate to have been with Roosters now for a long, long time. All the folks at Roosters are just genuinely kind folks, and they want to make a difference. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Precision engineering. Rigorous attention to detail. A Bryant Evolution heating system is so well-designed it's as much of a joy to install as it is to use. Good to go. For the dealer nearest you, visit Bryant.com. All right, welcome back to Letterman Live. It's brought to you by Roosters. It's a fun, casual joint. Getting ready for the Rose Bowl in a few weeks and running down the list of things that I thought were more important for the future of the program than playing that game, which I'm not saying that they should mail it in or that they should have opted out of a bowl game, but, man, it's it certainly feels like this program is in full offseason mode already when you're talking about coaching changes, when you're talking about players in, going into the portal and not – Ryan Day said so we're focused on recruiting in the bowl game. Well, recruiting is also one but, of those five things, I would have to well, say. Well, recruiting, he's trying to knock out, what, next week, right? Yeah. Well, this week, I mean, Ohio State was on the road last week, all their coaches back on the road this week, and then uh, next Sunday night, the dead period uh, end, or the, begins again, and the recruiting contact period is over, and then you have signing day, three-day signing period from the 15th to the 17th, and then, uh, then you push to February signing period. So it's going to be interesting. One thing Ryan Day talked about on Sunday was that he thinks – 
that there will be more players this year than in recent years that decide to hold off and wait to sign until February, which I I hate the early signing period. I think it's a terrible idea for a lot. All of this stuff that we're talking about with the coaching changes has been reaction to that. Right, it ruined everything. Right, the early signing period is why you're seeing all these schools hyper react. And it's bad for the players, it's bad for the coaches, it's pretty much bad for everyone. It's terrible when you wrap it up with the transfer portal because there's 1,200 kids in the transfer portal, which means there's 1,200 high school players around the country who are not going to get an opportunity to play at schools that they otherwise may have. It's just a bad, bad thing. Oh, I don't think all the kids in the the portal are getting scholarships. Well, not all of them, (laughs) but a good portion of them. If if you're a college program trying to fix your, your problems, it's easier to do it with kids who've already played college football. Yeah. Well, that helps. They're more mature. They're hopefully ready to go. And it's amazing. That's one of the unintended consequences that I did not see with the early signing period. I liked it when they first put it out because I'm like, hey, if you like this school, they've offered you a scholarship, you've been committed to them, and you'd mm-hmm. like to lock it in so that come you know January 15th and they get someone else coming in, their class gets a little heavy. It's like, hey, you know, mm-hmm. I know that you haven't done anything else and you've only been committed to us, but, you know, about that um, – I don't think we're going to have enough letters to send mm-hmm. That's why they tried to uh, fix this a couple years ago with the financial aid agreements. Like So back in 2018, if you were enrolling early, for example, <laughs> the school had to sign with you an agreement an aid, agreement of aid or whatever, which meant the school could contact you as much as they want. There were yeah. no more dead periods. They could publicly talk about you even back as far as September. And that school was locked into you no matter what. If that was signed, you could go somewhere else. The school could not. I like that. Yeah, that's a. And so what happened in response to that is schools have decided, well, we're not going to do that anymore because it locks us in, (laughs) but not the player. And so now the signing period has come, and it's just turned into this uh, total leverage play by the schools. Say, hey, if you don't sign now, we're going to move on. Mm -hmm. And it's garbage. It's a. It's. It's a really bad thing for college football. Anyway, you have that going on, and as you guys said, just thousands of names in the transfer portal, and Ohio State will have to be involved bringing in players yeah. from the portal. Firm uh, reported last night at Letterman Row that Elias Ricks could be one of those options, uh, the cornerback from LSU. I believe. Where are we at with him, by the way? Uh, he'll be taking an official visit next weekend. Um, so he's visited uh, USC this weekend. Again, this is one where I'm, I'm trying to make sure I'm correct here, but I'm fairly certain that the dead period rules are the same for transfers as they are for, um, for, portal. for, you know, for um, high school players. So... He has essentially a week left to visit who he's going to visit. He's at USC this weekend. I don't know if there's a plan to visit Georgia or Alabama to, for a midweek um, official visit this week because, again, if the dead period begins again next Monday and he's going to be at Ohio State on Saturday and Sunday, mm-hmm. you'd like to think that that puts Ohio State in a fair position heading into things. So you always want to be the last one on the table. But it's so different when you're dealing with Alabama and Georgia because they don't – Kid doesn't need to visit those schools. He's yeah. played there. He knows what they're about. He's, you know, he's probably hung out there with players and friends of his from the area when he's down at LSU. And I think that it's a situation where Ohio State has a lot to offer Elias Ricks, uh, namely the opportunity to be a starter day one. Um, Kerry Combs' reputation is one of the reasons why Elias liked Ohio State when he was coming out of high school. Then Kerry left. Uh, then you know Urban Meyer left, and Elias told me back in high school that if Urban stayed at Ohio State, he would have signed with the Buckeyes. I don't know if that's true or not. It could have been lip service, but I think that he was very concerned about how Ryan Day takes over the program. Right, he never coached before, never head coach. Right, and so he went to LSU, and uh, you know he had he had been recruited by Ed Orgeron from the time he was like 12 years old out in Southern California. Elias, we want you to come here to LSU. 
Yes. Come, come hang out with my girlfriend. Down to buy. Nah, my girlfriend. That's actually the brain. We were signing a ball for my girlfriend's son. That's way too, you can understand that way too easy, yeah. Bob. <laughs> you I think you have to work out. I think yeah. it refers to Brian Kelly. My family. My family is here. You, you don't, it's fam Italy. It's fam Italy. You, you put a third syllable in there. Oh. Fam, family. Okay. Yay. Yeah, he nailed uh, it. Anyway, I think that the Buckeyes are in a good spot uh, for Elias Ricks, but it, it's not ever as easy as it could be when Alabama and Georgia are involved because they just simply get who they want. Oh, okay. Other than cornerbacks, are there any other defensive players out there that we might try and poke? I mean, Ryan talked poke? about it. What is this, Facebook? Yeah. <laughs> Ryan talked about See, it. If they like it. He was originally on the Facebook. Yeah. So you got to send him a poke. You poke him. Ryan, and Ryan then if they poke you back, it. you know you're in. Right. Jesus. <laughs> the great recruiting tool. Right. That's, what I thought. That's how I thought the portal was. I'm disappointed that there's portal, not a poke button. That there's not like a poke there's or a swipe. A heart, a heart button or yeah, swipe right or left. Like, yeah. Hey, we're uh, interested. On this coaching staff, swipe left. Portal sliding. Here we go. Yeah. Left and right. I mean, I thought the, inf- the NCAA with their infinite wisdom and like how forward thinking they are would have developed an app. You have a match. <laughs> but <laughs> said, you are a yeah. championship contender looking yeah. for uh, instead a of, instead of Tinder, it'd be contender. Contender. Yeah. Contender. Uh, no, here's <laughs> Your notifications on that stuff can pop up while you're in uh, meeting rooms. Yeah, for sure. You Ryan, I'm out of here, coach. I'm going. <laughs> you need a tight end. <laughs> Ohio State does have a nice tight end. Have an interest in uh, potentially. <laughs> I've heard there's interest in him from Ohio State and Austin Stogner, a tight end from Oklahoma, who is uh, in the portal. Other than that, I don't think that there's a huge push. And Ryan Day talked about it on Sunday, and he's talked about it over the last couple of years. The Buckeyes do not want to build a program based on the transfer portal. Oh, portal teams? I mean, that's like the new JUCO. Yeah, but they don't want to do that. So it, it is a very... Oh, that's a great way to build culture. for Michigan State. It's a oh. very, it's a very like, select few if it's a perfect fit for exactly what Ohio State needs, which is why someone like Elias Ricks makes a lot of sense, um, in my opinion. So hold up. You're telling me, Merm, that bringing in 15 to 20 dudes a year who are at other schools that it didn't work out and trying to assemble a team and build a culture of like toughness and effort, you know, based upon that, you don't think that that's a winning strategy? That's correct. Okay. <laughs> I, just, I just want to make sure I knew where we were going here. Glad we got that clarified. Yeah. Correct. All right, uh, that's like four. Where are we at? What's the fifth thing now? Oh, boy, bro. Checkbook. Woody Hayes that. plans an expansion of facilities. Yeah. Ryan Day's new contract. I mean, that one is, is up there. It's got to be a priority because you said the Bears, there's another team that has inquired. Uh, about Ryan Day's potential services that had to fire a coach in the middle of the season and plays in Las Vegas now. So that stuff is all looming out there. As Berm said, Ryan Day has no inclination to leave right now. Maybe at some point he would be enticed back to go to the NFL and test it there. I don't think um, after losing in the rivalry, um, as competitive as he is, that that would be something that he would jump at. But if you've got your agent, you say, well, kind of need to make sure that Things are where they need to be in terms mm-hmm. of not only Ryan Day's money for himself, but also for the rest of the staff that we talked about. And Bob, the Woody, it, you know, that's got to be out there for some renovation. It's falling well, apart. Gotta, yeah, it's got to get a face. Uh, dude, they got like a lean to. It's like the whole thing's <laughs> yeah, falling I mean, over. I, I don't know how they're even using it. Yeah. Bottom line, Ohio State doesn't want to f around and find out. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, if you're going to be committed to this, then you need to be committed to it. If you want your coaches to be committed to it, if you want players to be committed to it, then the administration of the needs to do that. We could just kind of rely, keep things status quo, rely on your tradition and history. That seemed to work out really well for Notre Dame for about 15 years. Mm, sure. From about 98 to 2000. And 
How many? Twelve. How many national uh, titles did they win in that period? Twenty-one. Who holds one? One in ninety-three. Yeah. I, I didn't mm. know if we we're going back to ninety. No, we're not. That's that's outside <laughs> yeah. of the years that I was. Wasn't that a half one? It was. Yeah, maybe. But that's they. Uh, that's that's what happens when you just sit back and rest on your laurels and you don't update and renovate. And believe me, I'm. It's nicer than it ever was when Justin and I were there. <laughs> but still, like about to get you, a lot go, nicer. you go look around and. It's not how nice it was to you. It's how nice relative it is to your neighbors. The house you grew up in, your house now might be way better. But if it's not the nicest house on your block, you know what? You're going to have a hard time getting people to pull in. So, like, that's just the reality of what it is. Yeah, you, I mean, if you want to poke people. It's the expectation, yeah. It's the expectation of it. So, hopefully, they'll get Ryan and get him a nice, a nice juicy salary. The thing is about college now, college coaches make so much. I want to know how many college coaches make more than NFL coaches now. Mm. Well, I've... Nearly all. I would say yeah. most of them, and that is especially true when you're talking about the assistants. With, like, you know, for instance, if Brian Hartline ever gets tired of recruiting, we know that he'd be great coaching guys at the next level. But he's almost certainly going to have to take a pay cut to do that because you don't hear about massive salaries mm-hmm. for assistants at the NFL level. Coordinators, and, yeah, and, but and they not move for around me. year after year. I mean, those guys are never in one spot oh, yeah. very long. I mean, and that's that's all part of it. That's the pros and cons. But that's, I mean, that's. There was a time where people would go to the NFL for the challenge and the financial compensation, mm-hmm. but now, I mean, I feel like well, now they're going so they don't have to recruit twenty. They don't have to recruit twenty. Yeah, yeah but that's yeah. some guys love that. Yeah, some do. They love. I mean, they get to live in the portal. <laughs> sounds what great. Be poke everywhere. That? Just poking all day. Poking long. all day long. Huh. Who doesn't like sounds that? Sounds great. So then we've got how many that. is that? I don't know. That's at least five. I think the NFL decisions are, you know. Where are we at on the facilities? I mean, is that something that's imminent, Austin? Yeah, I believe it will be. Like groundbreaking now? Like shovels? Well, it'll be the most interesting Sooner. part about that is how they de- determine how to do it, when you do it, because you got spring ball. You don't want to be going through the season without the the roof over their head in, in some way. Uh, so I don't know how you manage that. If you we, we did a spring ball with a weight room in the indoor. If Yeah, if you work around about that, a year. If you leave the turf in place and, and that roof, and you know, I don't know. Our guy's working out in the Ty Tucker tennis facility. Mm, yeah, it's nice that they built those really cool facilities yeah. for those other sports. Oh, right? for sure, yeah. Right? The athletes you want them to yeah. I mean, you want be them comfortable. To good stuff. Because like, I think they're drawing some really huge crowds for their no doubt. tennis. Um, Bringing it in, raking it. Yeah. Hey, volleyball's playing well, I think. They are. They tennis just won. Uh, competes 16. for national championships in tennis. Yeah. Um, that's great. Let's get a new pistol facility. Yes. We, it's probably really nice. Damon Arnett's going to sponsor that one. Oh, <laughs> oh, gosh. That'll do it for us on this episode of Letterman Live from Roosters on Old Tangy. That would definitely I mean, be. if you're going to throw me a softball, uh, it, right. was a, it was a fun casual For the right price, I'll let you name anything over there. Oh, boy. It, it wasn't the most structured fun casual conversation no. that we've ever had, but that just... I think it proves nothing is point. structured right now. Everything's just yeah. going crazy. It's we the have wild, a wild west. Bunch of things all happen yeah. at once, and then it just it shoots Utah and the Rose Bowl off to the side. <laughs> it does, like which it shouldn't, you know, because that's going to be a good one. And I, people we got plenty of weeks to talk about that. Oh, okay, fair. We do well. I mean, we'll do that next week. Yeah, next we're week. back here for Letterman Live in the Letterman Lounge. Uh, as always, brought to you by Roosters. Hoping to have Nicole Cox back with us and figure out exactly how she's going to get everybody. To Pasadena, uh, as those prices just skyrocket. If you're trying to go and watch Ohio State and mm. Utah, start driving. You might want to get moving <laughs> on that one right now. Uh, drive your own car. Will you drive, Burn? Crazy too. Will you drive? Or are you going to fly? I would definitely drive if I was allowed. That's <laughs> <laughs> Jay Z, Bob, Berm. I am Austin. Thanks for joining us once again. We will see you next Monday here at Roosters for Letterman Live.